Hello and welcome to PSG Review, the show that is coming together like the team on the pitch against our Southern Rivals on Sunday night, also known as the show dodging the rumor bullets like new in the Matrix. In this show we have a lot of positivity going on after the great victory in Le Classique, but we also acknowledge that the rumor mill has gotten entirely out of control, which it might as well since That is what happens around this time of the year. We know that already there are not many things as certain as some sort of damaging rumors often sparked by some Spanish media outlet. Of course not always, but if I was a betting man it would be my first go-to guess. We have the obligatory Neymar injury and just general clickbait chaos around the club. Really extraordinary, but at the very same time how incredibly predictable. Believe nothing what you hear and half of what you see, that's a gist of the old quotable sometimes attributed to Benjamin Franklin, mostly to Edgar Allan Poe, but uh, it is very zeitgeisty every year around this time for us PSG supporters. My name is Nico. you can find and follow me online at PSG Helsinki both on Twitter as well as on Instagram and PSG Helsinki at gmail.com gives you an email access, so feel free to write if you have something on your mind. Like, subscribe, rate, review, but more than anything, thanks for being with me right now, listening as we get into it all. In this episode of PSG Review, we try to dig in and analyze what is happening in general with the club, what to make of all of this. Of course, besides a massively important Champions League second leg of this round of 16 against Bayern, we also already had the domestically decisive Le Classique before it. Spoiler alert, it was a beautiful night. A lot to cover, but of course we have to start from Stade Velodrome and Le Classique. After a great comeback against Lille with a little injection of Mbappe and a last-minute Messi free-kick relief, it was time for the domestic main event Le Classique, away trip to Marseille without the injured Neymar or Asraf Hakimi, who was close to making it according to the reports, but the decision was made to play it safe and allow him to recover a little bit longer. But the good news is that Norni Mukiele was back and ready to step up. A few days before the match, the open training session at Parc des Princes had set the mood. As the fans didn't have to pay the Ticketmaster prices, it was not surprising that it wasn't just the Otoy stand that was rocking. The message was clear from the banners. Once, not twice, referring to the recent Coupe de France defeat. Show no pity. This gave team the spirit and it was for Galtier to give it the system. PSG started with defensively solid lineup with back three of Marquinhos, Kimpembe and Ramos in front of Donnarumma, Nordi Mukielevet, Nuno Mens as wingbacks, Verratti, Vitinha and Ruiz on midfield and front two with some players, not sure if you've heard of them, Kylian Mbappe and Lionel Messi. The structure was immediately more solid and actually it looked like a system. Really for the first time Galtier was playing on his strengths, which is defensively solid football, less sort of dependent on the individual star power, but a team, an actual team with 11 players in action, not just three frontliners with some backup dancers. First half was up and down initially, but the quality was overruling the hipster hype as first. Bappe and then Messi scored, both assisted each others as well, but it was clear to me, I'm sure some naysayers will disagree, but to me it was clear that the best Nuno on the pitch was Mens and not Tavares. 
it's not like Marseille didn't have opportunities, but nothing that would have threatened us as we went to the locker room with two goal lead. The only worry, and it is a major worry, is President Kimpembe getting injured and carried off the pitch on a stretcher. Very tragic thing, and I'm genuinely crossing my fingers for him. He had a good match until the injury. Of course, Danilo is great also, but we need all of our players. And Kimpembe has been having a very difficult season this season, missing the World Cup and much of the club football as well. Post-match, it was for Caltiera to confirm that the season is over for Kimbembe with Achilles tendon issue reportedly a rupture. I wish him well. I genuinely do. And he will be operated very soon. But as far as the match was going, the air conditioning was on at Stade Velodrome. And when the halftime came, I had a few thoughts. While a great goalkeeper in terms of saving the shots with his feet, Donnarumma isn't too great. I mean, this is hardly breaking news, but it is what it is. Not many of his long passes or goal kicks find any of the teammates, which to me is a little bit of a worry. Of course, our midfielders and other players aren't necessarily the tallest players on the pitch, but nevertheless, this is a worry, you know, but it is what it is. Otherwise, he has been a key player for us, especially in this match. Really a great match by Donnarumma. And this was the ultimate halftime for Galtier, that halftime locker room moment, brief but decisive. This was a huge test for him, and what would he do? To go lead, it's tricky, because if you concede one, it's game on again, and the opponents will have a lot of momentum behind them, especially with the crowd as it was. The second half started with Kylian Pape scoring his 200th goal for PSG that brought him equal with Cavani's all-time PSG record, the whole team was performing very well while the home crowd was radiating hate upon them. It was pretty joyful viewing on the pitch. Midfield in full effect and a display that brings some further hope for the forthcoming Bayern clash. A slight change of system as Warren Zare Emery was brought in for Mukiele, who might not have been having 90 minutes in his legs yet. Also Bernat replaced Nuno Mens on the pitch and PSG kept pushing. This was a solid match as a team, easy to pick Mbappe who got two goals and assists and Messi with one goal and two assists, but the front line worked because the team worked. Uh, Donnarumma, I already mentioned this before, his footwork is a concern, but as a shot stopper, he's really wonderful and he got some amazing saves in this match. Really, really great ones. Ruiz and Vitinha were great. Verratti, of course, he was, but I actually made a whole episode about Marquinhos recently, how he's struggling. Well, a real statement of intent, a great match from him too. Halftime interview saw him apologizing for all intents and purposes for expressing himself poorly after the previous match or even matches and the performance on the pitch was supporting his words. They were not just words, but he too had a new wind under his wings. After the match on social media, he repeated the words from the banner the ultras had presented in the open training session to show that they were heard loud and clear. Once not twice. Who knows, perhaps the club is soon ready to announce his extension, which reportedly is already signed anyway. If we hunt this kind of Marquinhos, then sure, this is much closer to what we need from him. The whole team was on a level. It was just a great match and just when we needed it the most. Now, uh, Kimpembe's injury, huge downside. Of course, it's a huge downside. He's had a tough season and while Danilo can replace him in defense, the depth is as thin as slice of cucumber cut by a Michelin star chef. 
PSG is now on top of the table with eight points lead and with Marseille and Monaco losing and Lance drawing, there is some breathing room again, as well as six days before Nantes at home. After that, it is Bayern on the road, but Sunday night was good. We play, of course, one match at a time, but Galtier was really doing something here and it worked. Statistics aside, we weren't winning because of Mbappe and Messi, we won because PSG played as a team. That's what we need. And that's a wonderful thing to see. 200 PSG goals for Mbappe, 100 wins as a captain for Marquinhos and 700 club career goals for Messi. Big night. Congratulations to all of them. This is a good place to continue. A, a new chapter, I hope. Let the bicons be bicons and the 2023 is really starting for us now. The World Cup hangover, may it be done and dusted forever. It's good to remember how important this match was, actually, because basically a defeat would have meant that the enemy would have been knocking at the gate and knocking increasingly loud at that. But this victory gave us a lot of momentum, not just because of the three points, which of course is what counts. But as Galtier himself said, after having had a bit of a provocation with some of the Marseille supporters at their stands after the match, it was the style with which the match was won. And PSG Ultras, who had been banned from traveling, were welcoming the squad back. In Paris, a certain someone now equal with Edinson Cavani in all-time PSG goals got some extra attention and love from the crowd, lit only by flares in the Parisian night. This was, like said, a team effort, but history was also made, and what better place to make history than the hostile crowns of Marseille. Now, let's address a few rumors. I don't know if some or even any or all of them are true, if they're lies or whatever, some may have a seed of truth, but easy to misinterpret, to make them more than what they are. But let's talk about Messi, Neymar, Caltier and Compass, a kind of a quick fire round. Lionel Messi has been increasingly said to be on his way out. The extension with PSG had already been talked about as a matter of ironing out the details, but now the track has been cooling off considerably as has seemingly his interest to play for PSG in some of the matches. Perhaps this is the new beginning now, I don't know, and not to say that he hasn't had his moments, because evidently he very much has them, but all things considered... He hardly is burning for this cause. I say this despite a very good professional match in Marseille, but we have to be honest, he will always be professional, sometimes amazing, but he can also get a little bit lost if the system isn't geared the way he would prefer. And if he does go in the summer, I'm okay with him going, not because I don't think along the lines of him being has-been or way past his best before. Obviously, we never had the big Messi, but he still has enormous potential as we saw in the World Cup. And we have seen moments since, definitely. He just doesn't seem all that motivated in your average league on matches. And that's been always the issue with some of the star players. They can turn up for the big ones, but uh, we need to also win uh, the other ones. And even if he was motivated, you know, he isn't a long-term plan. So perhaps it is best for all if we keep things moving, especially since his salary is so high that it holds back our financial fair play situation and future signings. If he goes, unless a very miraculous last months, and I'm not discounting that as a possibility, just like I'm not discounting the possibility of extension, but as things stand, his 
PhD career will be remembered as unfulfilled dream for us, the supporters, and probably nothing much special for him. And to be honest, the kind of height of our marketing power with little connection to balance team building. I don't regret it, and none of this is a massive criticism to him personally or specifically, not at all, but it is what it is. I crossed my fingers for the last months of his contract to make me apologize for this assessment now, but like I said, from where we are now, it's been a little bit underwhelming, all things considered, and a PSG fan like me might feel like he never really cared too much. I'm not saying that he didn't care, I'm just saying that he wasn't burning for this cause. Perhaps that's the nature on this level anyway. It's quite clear that he will be remembered as Barcelona legend and PSG might be end up as an asterisk in his story unless Champions League takes huge turn for the better. And I have no hard feelings if he doesn't deliver it to us. I, I want it to happen, but it's also a big ask. We all fully well know that. Neymar Jr., another injury with the worst possible timing. These things, they happen, and to him, they happen with a fair bit of regularity. And I like him as a player. I often talk about him in this show, of course, but at some point you have to also accept and acknowledge that having such a key player, key part of the system whose fitness, or rather his health in terms of lack of injuries, you can't count on most seasons when it matters, but whose salary contributes heavily to our bloated wage bill, it is an issue. Our bench is and has been fairly bare. Uh, Of course, we have young players, but of course we also have some very, very big matches. And Neymar works so hard when he plays. I often commend him for his work ethic, but as we saw in his absence at Stade Velodrome, perhaps his style of balances our midfield a bit. Of course, it's not enough to draw that conclusion entirely, but perhaps it is just so that two out of the three of M&M is better than three at any given time, unless we dominate the match either way, when they can just freely run their show. So Neymar is both an asset and liability, and now that he's reportedly having issues with Compass, well, it makes things even more complicated. We want and need a peak Neymar, but uh, we can't count on having him on that level. Well, there's a conundrum, and something I imagine Louis Compass is thinking very much, perhaps even as we speak. The situation with Luis Campos is also shaky. Last summer's signings haven't all delivered, certainly not with the regularity that we require. I think Noni Mukiele has been a great addition to the squad and I expect him to be a regular selection for the national team in the near future. He's a very versatile player and very much gets the league on style of play very well. Vitinha was great initially, now his form has dropped a bit. Uh, the same goes for Fabian Ruiz. At best, they are good players, great even, but perhaps our lack of structure complicates the midfield a bit. Of course, both Ruiz and Vitinha were great against Marseille. Perhaps that is a sign that we need it, but if we have three free roamers in the attack and the rest just need to sort of adjust to that reality, well, that might have been difficult at times. Carlos Soler, despite his couple of goals, has been a little lost and Renato Sanchez has been injured a lot and lacked the rhythm because of that pretty much the whole season. And... Then we have young Huko Ekitike, who was scoring a good couple of goals recently, but he too hasn't reached his full potential yet, even if his role is even more complicated. He needs to adjust into the attack as it is in Paris and to learn some tricks to make himself more available in the way we play. And with the nothing much of the January window, a few outgoings and no incoming players, you could say that Campos hasn't been amazing. And he has not been amazing. 
But sometimes with these signings, things take a little bit longer. That happened with Danilo, who in his first season was a far cry from the player and leader he is now. So it's always best not to entirely write players off. But so far they have been up and down, not a lot of consistency, even if some great displays like just last night as I'm recording against Marseille. And Campos, of course, isn't a full-time sporting director. He doesn't give us his full attention. So that also creates some tension. Is he ready, able and willing to do the job? And the job itself, well, it's a complicated one. And I never thought that he could reorganize the whole squad in one season. Just simply too many moving parts. And we have a lot of Leonardo excesses in the roster. And many of them will be returning next summer from their various loan deals. There's been also a lot of criticism for Galtier. The post-World Cup PSG has varied from atrocious to forgettable. And the question is, what is Galtier's role in all that? The name Thomas Duhel has come up a good couple of times. And, and we know him, of course. A great tactician, but also always a short-term plan. We can't have forgotten that. And if we have, we must ask the Dortmund and Chelsea supporters to remind us. Diakomotta's name has also been mentioned and he has said he currently has other things to focus on, namely his actual current job in Italy. But the Marseille match was a great show by Caltier. Of course, the players turned up, but I give him a lot of credit. And if we beat Bayern, Caltier will have that and that will be an indication of his ability to bring things together. And if we should lose, and I hope it won't come to that, but should it happen... Is it really worth firing Galtier, paying him and his gruesome, sizable settlements? You know, it's not necessary to bring someone in to see the league on season to its completion if that is the only thing we have going for us. I mean, the season is far from over, of course, but it's a risk and not very cheap one at that. The issue with both Campos and Galtier is that replacing them now and moving on to something new is a short-term thinking. We will never be able to build a project unless we give someone genuine opportunity to do so. It's like expecting a president or a prime minister to fix everything in eight months. It's too ambitious. But then if they are not the right people, I guess it's best to try to identify better options rather sooner than later. And I guess the question isn't so much have I been 100% happy with them, but also if not them or one of them, then who? With Galtier, there's been some names, like said, that have been mentioned, but do we blame him for all of the underperformances of the team early on in this year? It's always easier to change one man than 20 players. It's an old wisdom of football or any sports, whatever the amount of players you would need to replace to make things work. But that in and of itself doesn't make it straightforward magic bullet that will turn things for the better. I assume he has just bought himself more time. The club president Nasal Khalifi gave him his support after the match at least, but I guess some question marks will remain if the form doesn't continue from this Le Classique. These are all complicated matters. There simply aren't easy answers to all of them and there's still plenty left of this season, but there is. For now, only one match in Bavaria that will give us further clues on the shape of things to come. PSG women are back from their international break and as we speak, the French women's national team is imploding, including the withdrawal of labor by the captain and OL player Wendy Renard, but also our own Kadidiani and Marie-Antoinette Catota, among others, who are in solidarity because they aren't happy with the conditions. And to be clear, that is a shorthand for the current manager, Corinne Diacre. 
This reflects a little within our squad as well, as we have some players who aren't as dead set against the national team coach. Sakina Karshua is one of them, I imagine, also Her Hamrai. So the tensions in the PSG locker room may exist. Tomorrow, as I record, that's Tuesday for you, there should be a meeting with the French Football Association, FFF, and the rumors are that the director, Noel Legret, will have his reign ended, and that might also be a sign of the end of an era for the controversial coach Diagre also. And one name that has been mentioned to take over from her, should that happen, is our PSG coach Gerard Prescher. I need to emphasize this is a lot of speculation now at this point, but our PSG isn't spared from this controversy as the women are having something of a nice moment uh, themselves and the World Cup is being played in five months' time and the team is in total disarray. But PSG women played against Dijon on Sunday and they took a comfortable win there, so that was a nice thing to see. And really for them, the Champions League against Wolfsburg is the time to show what they have as well, of course, as the second class against OL in the league. If they can do a professional job against other teams and beat Lyon again, the title should be taken care of, even if OL would not stumble against other clubs. But the season is on the knife's edge. If PSG drop any more silly points, which has happened a few times already with domestic draws. Up next for them is Stade Reims this Sunday, and just like the men's team, it's Champions League time after that, even if with few more days of rest. That is all for now. Next time, more PSG review with new topics, new matches to cover, and who knows, more rumors to address. Somehow I don't feel like the approaching second leg of Champions League round of 16 is going to encourage the press and its sources to calm down because there certainly are many clicks to be gotten from our beloved traveling circus. But to quote Logan Roy from the TV show Succession, everything, everywhere is always moving, forever. Get used to it. And we are used to it. By now, we should be. Thank you for listening. My name is Mika and you can find me online, Twitter and Instagram at PSG Helsinki. And you can also feel free to email psghelsinki at gmail.com. Thank you for your time, for whatever, backward never, to have another quote, which I seem to be full of today. This one by Kwame Krumah. Take care of yourself and the ones around you. Ale Paris. Peace.